The Healthy Charleston podcast is brought to you by Made to Move Physical Therapy. Made to Move Physical Therapy specializes in helping you get out of pain and get back to doing what you love. We offer relationship-oriented, one-on-one, individualized care to all of our clients, and we believe in putting the patient's needs first. If you'd like to work with me or any of our other physical therapists at Made to Move, check out the link in the show notes and get 10% off of your first session. We have locations throughout Charleston, Mount Pleasant, West Ashley, Somerville, and Daniel Island. Don't waste another day stuck in your pain. Follow the link and schedule an appointment today. Welcome to the Healthy Charleston Podcast, where we help you take ownership of your health and fitness. My name is Hannah, and I am here to be your source of accurate health and fitness information while spreading awareness about all of the different health and fitness resources available to you in the Charleston area. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. This is your host, Hannah. And on today's episode, I got to chat with Mike Sam, also known as Michael Samuel, owner of Mike Sam Fitness. And we had a great conversation about his philosophy when it comes to training and exercise, his mindset that helps him keep showing up every day, and the importance of following an intentional program if you want to see results in the gym. Mike Sam has a couple of events coming up in the next few months, one being a youth athlete panel at Lululemon in Mount Pleasant on Sunday, September 10th, featuring a sports nutritionist, a sports psychologist, a strength and conditioning specialist, and a physical therapist on the panel. The links are in the show notes, so check that out. Before we start, make sure to give him a follow on Instagram to stay up to date at Mike Sam Fitness, and now enjoy the show. What's up, Mike Sam? Hey, how you doing? How you doing today? Good. Today's a good day. On this hot Tuesday. Very hot Tuesday. Very sweaty outside. I took two laps around the pond, and on that second lap, I was like, I regret this. The humidity <laughs> is a little crazy. It's like yeah. kind of overbearing. It's also like 2, 3 p.m. It's like the hottest part of the day. Yeah. yeah. We love it, though. We low-key love it. Yeah, we just like to complain about it. I have a hot question. So you have two first names. I do. But you also have a full name, but people call you Mike Sam. What is your full name? What do you like to be called? Uh, That's a good question. So I would say my, so my full name is Michael Samuel. Two full, or two Two, first names. Two first names. (laughs) I'll tell people that I was born to be a winner twice. Oh, that's Um, good. (laughs) Of course you say that. And so Mike Sam actually came out in high school. My friend Frank, my senior year was like, I'm sorry, calling you Mike Sam. It's just easier to say. It flows. I like it. Because um, the thing is, everyone knows like 10,000 Michaels. Like you, everyone knows so many Michaels. So I've noticed when I meet another Michael, there's always some kind of unique identifier they add to it. They either prefer Mike, a little Mike, a big Mike. Oh my or, they, or people who, I have some friends who prefer like, my name is Michael. Mm. And like don't want you to abbreviate I'm it. I'm not Mike. I mean, it, it's a very different Mike, Michael. Michael yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think when I'm in my professional like banking life, it's like Michael. Mm. But the fitness business is like Mike Sam. It just flows easier. Yeah. Okay, so it depends on where we see you. If we see you in a suit at a bank, it's Michael. Yes. It's Mr. Samuel. And that point, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty official. Yeah. And then Mike Sam is like, oh, it's just like a relaxing thing. But it honestly, I personally don't have a huge preference. If you want to call me Michael, you want to call me Mike, Mike Sam, it's not me. Do your friends like just call you Mike or do they say Mike Sam? Mm, depends on where we met in life. So like my college friends, without a doubt, call me Mike Sam. Like, yeah. 24-7. Um. I find people here in Charleston, it's more Michael. Mm. Uh, but since I've launched the business in 2021, I feel like my, people, some people will like kind of mix in Mike Sam. But yeah, I, I, it depends. It just depends on the setting. And some people call me all three. Some people will say Mike, Mike Sam, or yeah, Michael, yeah. depending on where we are at. Yeah, I'm going to do that now. Just throw you off. <laughs> yeah, just to like spice it up. Yeah, just mix it up. But I, honestly, it doesn't, make, it doesn't set me at all. So okay. Like, whatever you want to do. I feel like there's some people that are like, no, say this and this is it. Does anyone ever call you Samuel or Sam? People call me Samuel, which is the one thing I feel like catches me off guard. It's, like, and it's, and it's always via email. Like, I'll say, like, yes. you know, I'll be sending email to someone saying, hi, and it's Mike Sam, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, they'll say, dear Samuel. And I'm yeah. like, and now sometimes to be funny, I'll address them back by their last name. Just to be like, <laughs> just, hello, Smith. Hello, Smith. How are you doing? Yeah. That's funny. I realized I did that to someone the other day because... Depending on like what email provider you use, sometimes it'll put like, so my name is Hannah Briel. It'll put Briel, comma Hannah, and people just see Briel. 
hey, Briel. Hey, Briel. Or people do it to Elliot all the time because his last name is Lance. And so, uh, and so I'm sure people do it to you because you have two first names. Oh, yeah. That being said, Mike Sam, what do you do here in Charleston? So here in Charleston, I do a few different things. So one, I own Mike Sam Fitness, which is a personal training company and strength and conditioning focused. So I work with athletes of all ages, um, but mostly people I would say kind of that 25 to 50 year old range on Olympic lifting, plyometrics, kind of getting some uh, just strength training going for themselves. I also serve as the campaign cabinet chair for United Way. What that means is we are uh, tasked, I get the lovely task of this year of raising about six and a half million dollars for the low country to go through a variety of programs to benefit all people in need here in the area. I'm also on the board directors for Habitat for Humanity here in Charleston, focused on housing affordability. It's an issue that I think a lot of us identify with. Um, nowadays, yeah, nowadays, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty intense out there. And you think about uh, if you're a food and bev single parent making $30,000 a year with three kids at home, where do you live in Charleston? You don't. Not, not anymore. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's really where we're at. And I think sometimes, at least, for, at least for Habitat, we have a focus on people imagine it's like you know, people who are homeless or drugged out or something like that. And, I, and that's probably, you know, possibly a segment of it. But a lot of it is everyday people, firefighters, officers, school teachers, people who have good jobs uh, and contribute to our community but just can't afford to live uh, where everything is $500,000 plus to, to buy. So do that. Uh, and then I also do... Uh, commercial middle market banking. So basically working with companies that make in between 50 and 500 million ish in revenue, helping them do M&A activity, real estate development, uh, you know, kind of you know, updating their operations, uh, whatever that may be. You got a lot of hats that you wear, huh? A lot of hats, but it's fun. It's fun stuff. I feel like I enjoy being involved in my community. So it's makes it easy to, uh, to do it. I don't know. I like giving back to people and, Banking's nice because it helped to build communities through like financial, like a financial conduit. So like the bank pumps money into a business, business pumps money into the community that way. Um, and nonprofit work is obviously giving back to the community more relax, you know, kind of a um, you know, kind of that volunteer happy space. Um, helps people kind of helps me stay grounded. Realize like you know my my concerns in the world, um, what that really means to me, and like what that means to other people. Because a lot of people wake up every day with not enough food to feed their kids themselves. And so, you know, if I'm complaining about having to buy $15 cocktails downtown. That's like, that's really a privilege to complain Oof. about. That's a great perspective to have. Yeah. So, you know, that, that kind of stuff helps. Uh, and the fitness business is just a passion of mine. It's just, I've been an athlete all of my life and I've been lifting weights since I was like 16, 17 years old. And so it's kind of a fun way to get out there. Um, gets me from behind the desk of like the, the uh, bank job. And it's been fun to kind of have a chance to, really learn how to be a coach. It's different than being an athlete. I remember I was like kind of the, one of the biggest adjustments is learning how to like walk through someone, explain a workout, explain a movement pattern, where they want to be engaged with. Um, and then also figuring out like the persona of it. I mean, that was the biggest thing for me. I started off at Frequency Fitness as a coach there, or intern rather. It was, it wasn't like, you know, knowing what to do. Like, I don't want to explain a push-up. I don't want to explain how to, someone, how to snatch. But it was having the persona to take it on, uh, especially particularly to group fitness. Um, you really have to own the room. Um, it's like a performance. It really is a performance. I mean, I would talk my uh, on my whoop, coaching mm. was almost always, outside of very long runs, almost always my highest strain activity. I mean, it would be 13, 14. Because you're, the second you get in there, once you, you know, write your name on the board, get all everyone signed in, I mean, you are on. I mean, it's like, 20 athletes, barbells moving, there's music bumping, and people like looking at you yeah. to lead them. Yeah, it's fun. It, I mean, it is like a performance. And like, not only are you talking, you're also demonstrating and you're walking around and you're hyping people up and you have to get kind of loud and then you have to cue people and like you're just doing so many different things at once. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot going on. It's fun, but it's a whole lot. And I remember like having it helped me appreciate the coaches I had in my life because I think. A lot of times, like a lot of things in life, it's easy until you try doing it yourself. Oh, and yeah. And then it's like, oh, this is much. Like, I used to think like, oh, you go to class, they run a little warm up, you do some activation, then we go. And it can't be that bad. And you're like, and then you walk to a class, people are like, what are we doing for a warm up? <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh well, that's me. Oh, that's what, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's start here. And then like, well, where's my arm go? Oh, well, your arm is supposed to go here. You have it here. 
Yeah. And then there's like, that doesn't even take into account like people that are new to it or people that are difficult or people that like talk back, like just all the different fun personalities that are in a group class. You're so right. Like, I feel like you, in your first days of group classes, you're like, "Mm, anybody could do that. Yeah. And like anyone could do it, but it's like, are they doing it well? And are they, are you having fun? And like, is this class an experience or is the coach just pointing to the whiteboard and like saying, do that and do this. Yeah. And I feel like what makes group fitness instructors great is when it's an experience. Yeah. That's why people love soul cycle. Yeah. That's where you go. I mean, you think, uh, there's one thing, uh, the former owner of frequency Seth mentioned, he's like, you know, folks can get these workouts anywhere. I mean, we were a CrossFit box or affiliated for a while and CrossFit.com releases workouts that are great every single day. You can get good programming online for free. There's Nike training, there's Peloton stuff out. You can buy a program offline. People come for the coaches and the experience and the, and the family uh, the community. community there. Yeah. And the same, same on the personal training side. I think my clients, I mean, there's probably 80 coaches in the city of Charleston. I don't know if that's a fact. But, you know, oh my God, there's probably more. There's like, probably more. There's yeah, probably it's more. crazy. Yeah. Um, the folks come see me because they like who I am as a person and the experience that I give them when they come. So they come and I joke sometimes my clients, it's like, I'm their personal trainer, but mostly like, their therapist or like their vent, life coach, their venting box or like, mm-hmm. you know, I've had a client tell me, he said, you know, when I'm with you for an hour, I get to not be a husband or I get to not be a blah, 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 work person mm-hmm. or a brother or a son or a community member. I just get to be an athlete. And sometimes that's the only hour we get for ourselves, the 30 minutes we get with ourselves. Um, and that's how I feel sometimes myself. Sometimes I love going to the gym because it's like, man, you really get to like check. I used to tell people like my favorite movement. I mean, I do love squat queens, but bench press is probably still my favorite. Still thing. your favorite, yeah. Um, it's because you think in my mind, like, you know, when you're benching for, you know, that 10 to 15 second rep, you know, kind of range, that's all I'm focused on is picking the weight up, pulling it down, pushing it back up. I mean, yeah. you're not thinking about how you're going to finance your future lifestyle. You're not thinking about marriage or kids or your job or you know what's going to be for dinner tonight you're kind of just truly dialed in uh which is nice sometimes a lot of things in life don't give you that level of like freedom yeah it's like it almost has to suck a certain amount for you to not be able to focus on other things yeah like um if you've ever i mean you just mentioned like long runs like it's kind of like the great thing about just like long like sloggy like shitty workouts (laughs) Is that you're just like all I all I have to and all I can focus on is just like the next rep and the next exercise. Oh, and yeah. then you've spent an hour not having, you know, I think all of us experience now just like constant notifications, constant information. We have seven different thoughts about four different things in our head at all times. And like it's so overwhelming. And then you go to the gym and you can just like turn it off. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to put the phone. I mean, there are times like this morning. A lot of times I go to the gym and I like don't listen to music. Don't leave my I leave just my phone. Silence. I just yeah. silence. Uh, sometimes I leave my phone at home. Yeah. Just so I'm not distracted in music because it's so easy. Like you know I've done it before. Like you're in between sets. Oh you, take yeah. out, you pull out the phone and you get kind of in a kind of in a little wormhole and then you're texting and you're like I'll get back on the set. And then you've taken like ten minutes in between sets. Yeah, and it's like yeah. and then I'm kind of missing the work I was supposed to be doing. Mm. Uh, so sometimes I just kind of leave it all at the house. Just like just go. And it's helpful. I tell my clients, you know, you don't want to ever have too much of a crux. Or crutch, sorry, for the gym. You know, you won't ever feel like, oh, I forgot my headphones. Workout's going to suck today. It's like, no, 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 no. It's still going to be a really good workout. You just happen to have your headphones today. Yeah. Like, you really just need your body. And yeah. you just need to be able to move. Yeah, it's good. I mean, and you know, and honestly, it, I feel like that mu- the mind-muscle connection is better with no music anyway. Yeah, that's true. I usually try to listen to trap music that makes me not think about what I'm doing because what I'm doing is so miserable. <laughs> not during lifting. I don't really care during lifting, but like, unless it's like a max lift and you're like, let me get hyped oh, for yeah, this. Oh, yeah, I get hyped for this. Um, but some nasty Metcons, you're like, I just need to focus on like the beat and the oh, music yeah. and like the, the dancing in between. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. I like what you said about, you know, people coming in and they're just like, I just get to be an athlete. And also like you... That person gets to walk in and you tell them exactly what to do. Like they don't have to think about anything. I think that's a big benefit. And I think it's cool that like people are choosing to spend like their their me time with you. Like that says a lot, you know, that they're like, 
you have to have a relationship. Like it is about yeah. a relationship. Imagine if you if you didn't like each other, or if like y'all couldn't converse, like it would not it It'd would not super, work. Yeah, very awkward. I mean, personal training is really, I mean, it's one-on-one. It like so there has to be a rapport there. And when you it's like you become friends. Oh, it's like yeah. it's hard not it would be almost tough not to. Um, because you're hanging out with these people one on one. Multiple about times a week. Anything and everything uh is on the table as far as like you know, dating, mm-hmm. marriage, kids, travel, uh, what's going on this week for them. And you just really, like, know them on a really deep level. I mean, I tell some people, like, you know, sometimes I don't get that amount of one-on-one time with some of my friends. Because, you know, life is so busy. And yeah. so sometimes I'm out joke that I'm like, I see you sometimes want to see, like, some of my closer friends. At least oh, especially yeah. in that one-on-one capacity where you can really sit down with someone and we're not on our phones. We're just really dialed in, um, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't see my friends more than maximum, like, once a week, right? Unless I work with them, which means, like, if you're seeing someone two to three times a week, like, they're already, like, a better friend. <laughs> yeah, you're a better friend. You're hanging out with them. Um, you're working out. I mean, like, you're not working out. They're working out. But, like, you're kind of bonding. Yeah. And it's usually beneficial because I feel like I'll learn a lot from them. You know, I, I like to – I like when my clients, like, question why I coach the way I coach or, like, why I choose the, the superset and, like, the muscle engagement, I think it keeps me sharp because, you know, that's, and that's what I think you should uh, ask of your coach. You know, if someone's telling you, I want you to overhead squat and then jump on a box and then run a mile, it's like, you know, I think it's reasonable to be like, okay, well, let's just talk to me about, like, what is the desired? <laughs> why? You know, like, yeah. the why behind it. If yeah. there's a good why um, and I support it, then, you know, we I just hit the workout. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes with fitness, you can get caught up in, like, well, all my clients, I've noticed this is helping them kind of almost slow down. Um, there's sometimes like, you know, everyone wants to think that you have to go into the gym and burn 700 calories and sweat for an hour and leave the gym. Like, oh, I'm so tired. And it's like, I mean, that's definitely a space for that type of workout. Every so often you should kind of get pushed like that, but every single lift just cannot be that. Sometimes you can hit a strong five by five on a squat, maybe superset with some box jumps or something. And then have some ones that we work called a day. And that's still a really quality you got, workout. Yeah, you got so many reps. Like, you got so much done. Yeah. Um, you don't always have to be, like, killing yourself in the gym. Yeah, I've, I've been to workouts for sure that, like, I almost wasn't able to get in a good workout because I was so confused about what we were doing because we had, like, 20 different movements. And it was like, where am I supposed to be and what am I supposed to be doing? And you didn't really explain this because we don't have enough time. And, like, just take it down. Like you said, just slow it down and you'll get way more out of it. Way more out of it. And, you know. And you feel them, they feel the movements, you know, it's like when you're moving concentrically or eccentrically, like making sure that you're really feeling what's going on. You know, I'd much rather, I'd much rather you do three seconds down, three seconds up on a squat um, for five reps than if you to jump up and down for 15 times and do all these like random banded jumps yeah. and spinning around. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, again, I'm, I'm biased toward a weight room um, and then some like reasonable plyometrics, but. No, just just reasonable. I like yeah. the qualifier because you see nowadays people doing some crazy weird. Some things. people do crazy. People and like it's funny. People will send me stuff. They're like, is this CrossFit? Like, though, people will send me the guys who are CrossFit who were like you know putting a forty-five pound plate on a belt and trying to do muscle ups. And it's like you know what you know. Again, it's content for those people. It gets yeah. views. There you go. It, it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would think for most people, if you could just do a few pull ups. With no weight, yeah, but good form. Let's call that a win. We it, don't, yeah, we don't need you doing weighted muscle ups. And then you know, you know, think functionally speaking. I mean, what is that really giving you? Better at muscle ups. If your goal <laughs> is to do a bunch of strict weighted muscle ups, but most people, I agree. Like, let's just do a pull up first. Let's do a pull up, and like, if you could do a strict muscle up. That's amazing. I'd be very content for the rest of my oh, life. Yeah. Like, I don't need to add weight to that. No. Yeah, but that's just, you know, people in the gym. So you mentioned a couple times, like, you've been an athlete, biased towards the weight room. I want to take it back and figure out, like, where did this love for strength training and lifting weights start? Kind of, like, what was your experience as an athlete, and how did that lead you into starting Mike Sam Fitness? So I guess I played sports all my life. I started playing, I started off playing baseball and basketball when I was, like, five or six years old. When I was living in New York, and... Just love the team, you know, aspect of it. Love working out, love running around, getting energy out. And then... I'm sure your parents did too. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mom and dad are definitely a big fan of that. And then kind of kept that going. Did basketball some in middle school. And then in high school, kind of 
made a commitment to do. I did marching band in the fall. What'd you play? I was a percussionist. So. Oh, cool. Those I've, are always the cool kids. Yeah. So I did. I was in the pit my freshman year. So did like the marimba, timpani, that kind of stuff. And then sophomore year and junior year was on. I guess I did second and third bass drum. And then did first bass my senior year. Um, yeah, I love marching band. That was fun. Kind of a, and it's honestly, that's also a workout within itself. Oh, um, yeah. I think people don't realize, like, it's worse. It's tough out there. Um, you're walking a lot. You're doing weird things with your feet. You got this heavy instrument. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, a lot yeah. going on. I had uh, this, like, 17-year-old tiny girl who played the tuba. Whew. And, like, she was having knee pain and ankle pain and hip pain. And, like, I mean, their band camp days in the summer are, like, 9 to 5 outside with this, like, 40-pound tuba on this 100 pound girl it's work yeah like um, it's uh it's people underestimate it for sure yeah um but you know with tennis you know really committed to it fell in love with the sport and then i remember i signed up for weightlifting and i got in my this was fall of my senior year you um, got in they accepted in. you they accepted me like it's like it was it was usually filled with football players mm-hmm. um it's not funny that it was like something that we had to sign up for it is weird i mean Physical education is pretty terrible. Oh, it's horrible. And, and I think the bar is, I think, a little too low. Like, you used to be able to pass a PE test if you could. I mean, you're like 16 years old, and it's like, if you can run a mile in 18 minutes, you're good. It's yeah. Like, that's just not really. You're like maybe the fittest, that, or like the, you have the most capability, especially as a male, that you'll ever have. But it's yeah. like nah, just kind of the sit and reach test. And like, you can sign up for weightlifting, but you might, might not no, get yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, no. I spend a lot of my time playing Foursquare. Oh my God, you're so right. And tetherball. Yeah. And just like walking around recess and like hating it. And I'm like, why are our playgrounds when we're like, I don't know, 12, 13, like slides and swings? Like, why are we not yeah. doing physical activity? Like, like, it'd be crazy to me. Like, you'd think like a high schooler can't climb monkey bars. Oh, like, yeah. I like, definitely couldn't until like, I. It's yeah. just like, you just, but it's like something that we should be able to do. And that's something, I don't know. There were things you about, spend five minutes a day max doing it, and then you're just sitting in a class. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Um, got into weightlifting. Uh, and it's funny looking back at it now because of the name. Like, we had this guy named, his name was Legit Coach Gaines. Nice. <laughs> Let me guess. Was he like the wrestling coach? Yeah, he was wrestling football five coach. Five foot four and just like a, yeah. Beast. And yeah. Uh, we had Coach Laney in there. And it was, um, I mean, I definitely learned a lot. I mean, we were our workouts were so it was very like ten eight six four two go for a heavy single if you got it. Always gonna bench. You're gonna power clean. You're gonna oh, yeah. back squat for load, and then you're gonna do like dips. And then on your cardio days, you're just running suicides. <sighs> yeah. Um, thing I didn't like about it was I felt like we never really talked about activation well or like stretching. So that's something that I missed that I put into my business now because I feel as though. Back then, when I was lifting in high school, and even like after I graduated for a little bit, my idea of warm up was like, no matter what I was doing that day, it was like one mile run. Oh no, that's a workout now. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's one mile. It? Yeah, like one mile run was the warm up. It's like, all right, yeah. I know I'm benching today. I probably should do some shoulder activation, get my back no, raised, just like just go run a mile. You're gonna be loose. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. That was all I did. Very simplified approach. It's like yeah. too. It's I like the idea of a simple warm up. That's way too simple, and it's it should be like related to what you're doing. Yeah, that's yeah. how it's supposed to work. Um, but no, yeah. I fell in love with the gym. Loved competing. Loved. I remember when I hit. I remember all of my like you know, like big plates. I remember when I hit like 185 on bench press, and I was like, man, I'm so big. Yeah, yeah I'm, like, jacked. I'm so huge. And like I remember getting like 155 on a power clean, and uh, any of the time I was back squatting like. I don't know, 205 or 225 maybe, and felt like, oh, man, this is so good. And then kept that going in college, um, hired a personal trainer in college. Actually, you could hire a – so a lot of the, you know, I guess pre-physical therapy students, just exercise science majors, used to coach at the gym for like 15 bucks for an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and same with some of the actual physical therapy students. I'd pay for them. And that was a lesson that I learned early on that I think I've kept through all of my fitness is – you know, coaches need coaches. Like, you could be a good athlete. You could be a great coach. You should still have someone else, I think, designing your program or at least giving you ideas on how to mix it up. Um, just so that you're not getting stale with it. Um, and you're also, you know, I have a, I have room to improve as an athlete on my form, on how I structure things, someone to help push me. Um, and so 
hired them. So I remember by my senior year, I'd hit like another big plate. So I remember getting, I remember when I hit 225 for the first time on bench and felt like, oh my God. That's huge. I can't believe I got this. And then yeah. I got two. I remember, I remember putting them on Facebook, like back when people were using Facebook. Mm. Uh, I put my, I hit 225 on a bench. I got 275 on a back squat. And I used to be able to do like, I can hold a handstand for like a minute. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. This guy named Cody was my coach there for a while. And he was big on like inverted, being inverted and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then after I graduated college, I was, yeah, I flew right into like the whole like post work, go to the Gold's Gym, mm-hmm. kind of be in that crowd. Kind of got in a slump with it. Just kind of felt like it was kind of running. I was kind of doing the same thing over and over and over. Um, and then I remember this woman named Anya. Oh yeah, was my roommate. Uh, we met via Craigslist. Wait, enough. she was your roommate? Yeah, Anya and I lived together for two years. Oh wow, that's yeah. funny. I, we met, I moved to Charlotte. So I, when I graduated college, I got pl- I uh, joined at the time BB&T Bank in Winston Salem, North Carolina, as a management development associate, and did lived there for six months. Then got placed in Charleston in June of 2016, and lived here for a year by myself. And then realized that, like, oh, my goodness, I can't afford to live by myself in Charleston. Yeah. Um, even back then. Even back then, it was like, man. I mean, I've joked, I was talking to a friend of this yesterday. Like, when I was in North Carolina at the time, I was paying $700 all expenses, like, mm-hmm. all expenses to, like, be in a 1,000-square-foot apartment downtown in Winston-Salem. Alone? Alone. Yeah. And I went to Charleston, and my rent was, like, 1360 Immediately. Yeah. And there was no bank. There was no salary adjustment for moving. So I was like, Meep. Um, so yeah. I, I posted an ad on Craigslist. Uh, I was like, single male looking for roommate. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Oh That's my like shit. a Netflix documentary title <laughs> or something. Uh, and I was like, I'm open to, uh, you know, males, females, couples, whatever. And uh, she responded. She was like, she was looking to move to Mount Pleasant. She's like, I don't care who it is. I just need some help. <laughs> and uh, we met. At uh at Liberty Tap Room, mm. which is like this place, it's, it's gone it's since gone now, but uh, over here in Mount Pleasant, and had dinner. I was like, "You seem pretty cool." Yeah, she came by. She's the, great. She's so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So she, at the time, she was the GM. Oh yeah. Of Frequency Fitness, and he yeah, lived here for a while. And she's like, "You should come by Frequency," and I'd always heard like CrossFit was like terrible. You know, bad. They definitely yeah. had to pee. I was like, "Oh, everyone does CrossFit breaks their bodies. It's terrible for you. You should never ever do CrossFit." And so I, I kind of had exact, I kind of had like been like, yep, like CrossFit is for idiots. Um, yeah. And she was like, come on, just come by for a class. So it was like, it felt like a few months. And I finally was like, all right, I'll come to your Metcon mm-hmm. and I'll see if I like it. So uh, I came to a class. I was like, oh, this is actually really fun. Um, and it's like someone like pushed me again. Like I remember uh, we were doing some kind of workout and I was doing like 20 inch box jumps. And she was like, stop at least 24 for me yeah uh but it was nice to have someone like kind of there that's kind of like i feel like you kind of half assing it right now which is what you kind of need i think as an athlete yeah because uh, there are times you can kind of skate by if you don't have someone there kind of checking you um but no joint frequency i guess in 2018 and it was like i'd missed kind of olympic i'd missed power cleaning and then learning how to snatch love the community aspect of it you feel like you're on a team again yeah, like playing a sport again. Yeah, playing a sport again. It was nice to like feel like I was really moving things forward. So, did that for a number of years, and then kind of how Mike Sam Fitness came about was uh, actually a little bit of like pushing, and some of it was like kind of just like lifestyle change. So, it was about, it would have been like August of 2020. You know, hell of a time to be alive. Oh yeah! Wow. Oof. And at the times I remember we were, I was we were doing this like dog days of summer challenge at the gym where you had to run 100k. You had to row 100k. In the month of August, and uh, oh my gosh, yeah, was, our coach G came up with it, or like he found a. Did anyone in, complete? This? Oh, we all did it. We all, I mean, a lot, all the coaches did at the time. I guess it wasn't coach at the time, but I, was, I did it. It used to be like so. I would like work out and then like row. I would row five k as my cooldown. Oh, um, so you just oh. honestly, I feel like rowing for me is like once you get to the pace, I'm kind of. Oh my god, no, my butt hurts and my forearms <laughs> hurt. Like, get me <laughs> off that thing after like six minutes. Yeah, I'm just kind of like. That's great. Um, so anyways, like the time Steph was like, hey, would you ever consider being a coach? Um, and at the time I was like, nah, like I'm not going to be a coach. Like I don't, that's not who I am. I was happy in finance at the time. And so I was like, I don't really need to be doing that. And then in November of 2020, 
the bank had a bunch of layoffs. Um, I had a, a number of friends, unfortunately, get laid off at the time. People had been at the bank for years. And there are folks who had like the same resume as me, I would say, quote unquote. Yeah. They got laid off. And I was like, ooh. Ooh, that's too close to home. Yeah. I fired. And so I was like, okay, what can I do to like make some extra money that I already really like to do that I feel like is flexible with my schedule? There you go. And I thought about it for a while and I was like, you know, I bet being a coach is pretty fun. I bet I could do I think I'd be pretty good at that. So I poked myself about it and then I went and got my uh, US weightlifting license or my L1 uh, that December, early January and launched My Sim Fitness in January of 2021. Kind of oh, wow. just like put eyes my first time on Instagram. I never had an Instagram prior to that, so uh, like not even a personal one. Not even a personal one. I used to be not a big social media guy. I think it's that's a misnomer because not if you see me now, I post all the time. But I used to be pretty like, you know, I would post maybe every so often on Facebook like a big life event, yeah, if yeah. I got a new job or if I got promoted or something. But I used to be like you know once every couple of months, uh, which is weird now to think I post every day, every <laughs> day, like on it every, every day. day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, launched the business. Uh, I remember having like the imposter syndrome for a little while. Oh, yeah. I'm not qualified for this. I don't know. But yeah, I got a couple of, you know, kind of warm leads and then got a few clients and kind of fell in love with it and then kept on pursuing it. You know, got my L1 with CrossFit. That was a really good program. Um, and yeah, just kind of have really fallen in love with being in front of people, talking to people, helping them kind of be better. Um, and them helping me in the same way. I kind of like, with life or with kind of how to look at certain things. And really, I really feel like I've become friends with my clients. Yeah. Um, I invite them to all of my personal like endeavors. If I'm having a party or any kind of event, you know, they're always welcome to come. And it's really seeing people like change in front of your eyes. You know, it's really the best part. Like, you know, people really do lose the weight or add the muscle mass or to see someone who can, who's going from like, Never doing a pull up, so you could do it. Who could do a pull up, or you know, they used to be. I got one client who he had a shoulder injury in college, he was a former college football player, and he went from we started off bench pressing with a PVC pipe uh, to seeing him go back to bench like 135, 155, which yeah. is like, man, you're so much more comfortable. And a lot of times, some of that stuff is mental when you have those injuries, but nonetheless, just like seeing people kind of grow, and they don't see it like you see it. They're like, what do you mean? Like, no, like this isn't heavier, like. I feel like I should be heavier than this. And you're like, oh my God, do you not see like your progress? Like, I think people don't realize how hard it is to change. And like you said, you see most people 25 to 50. So like you got full-time jobs most of the time, like half of those people have full-time families. And so you have like an hour to yourself a few times a week. And that's, it's so hard to make a change, especially if you're someone who is not used to working out and being active. And then you start PRing and then you start getting new skills and like things that you never thought. And I feel like it's so cool as a coach for you to be able to point out. Yeah. Like you just did this a few months ago. You were not doing this. No. I'll have something to like to go with my clients, especially ones that are long term, like say six months or a year. Something I like to do is I'll go back to our very first week of workout. I'll just pull them up and be like, this is where we yeah. started. Like we were doing 18 pound kettlebell deadlifts. Yep. Now you're doing like sumo deadlift high pulls. I mean, it's just like, you've come a very long way. Um, and the same with like our body, even our own body composition about like, sometimes it's like, it's good to see friends you haven't seen in a while because they're like, oh, you look so, you look so different. Because they cast you up. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's for a good thing. Hopefully it's for yeah, a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, oh, you look so different. Like you look great. Um, we see ourselves every day. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't know it's like game times. I, I, look, I, feel like, I feel like I look the same. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh no, you look so much bigger or smaller or better and you know, whatever it may be. And I like people like their why changes. Like a lot of times people will come to me and they'll be like, I want to lose weight. And I always ask why. And they're just like, well, I just want to feel a little healthier or I want to fit into my wedding dress, all this kind of stuff. And then they come and they work out and they get accustomed to it and they really like it. And like, oh, actually, I just really love being in the gym. I want to work out by myself now. I want to like get more comfortable doing these more advanced movements. And so it's like kind of that progression of an athlete which is really cool to see yeah i think i think people often kind of like diss on aesthetic goals and like i think aesthetic goals and like weight loss goals are like totally great and like okay and valid but i think there's something really cool when like maybe you've met that goal or maybe you have a new goal of accomplishing something because it just feels a little bit more it's like 
it's more external to like the way that you look. And I feel, you know, like in today's, you know, society, we're so focused on the way that we look when it's like, no, I can do this versus I look like this. It's just like, how does that translate into the rest of your life? Like I can pick up this heavy weight. I can pull myself over the bar. Like that's a huge accomplishment. Huge accomplishment. It's huge. And it's so much, I think there's the physical aspect, but also like the biggest thing for me, I tell my clients, like mentally, I think for myself, when I go to the gym, helps me decompress, helps me show up better in other parts of my life. So I think, oh, yeah. tell my clients, you know, I think you become a better partner, worker, volunteer, lover, whatever you may be, when you have a chance to really invest in yourself and get that mental release. Um, I, I can't, you know, I keep it akin to like, I go to therapy, start going to therapy in February of 2021. And I think I show up better as a person in my life when I have a chance to like go invest in my mental health. Um, so I think you invest in your mental health and your physical health and your emotional health. I think everything else in life just elevates through that. Um, that's something I pitch, pitch to all my clients. Oh yeah. 1000%. Like when you, when you take care of yourself, you're able to be better for every role and for everyone else in your life. And I think like we're starting to really hopefully realize that more, maybe like we're just in the, the health and fitness bubble. Um, but I think people are now more than ever realizing that like taking care of themselves, you know, it's not selfish and no. it helps them show up better in, in every part of their life. Yeah. Even if it's 30 minutes to an hour a day or a few times, a couple times a week, I mean, it adds, yeah. it's, just, it's really helpful. Yeah. And I think like having like what you said, like 30 minutes or like a couple times a week, like I think people think that you have to have this whole three hour morning routine that you're all to yourself. But like, if you are a parent and you got a full-time job and like multiple kids running around, I bet 15 minutes is like, or five minutes just like is amazing. So I like just start with that, you know, just start where you can. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I work with my clients, people will say like, Mike, I want to start working out five days a week, six days a week. And I'm like, like do you? No, I'm like, you know, <laughs> let's, and people always ask me, well, how often do you work? And I was like, well, before we talk about all that, all of my clients start with me, no matter where they come from, unless they're a very advanced athlete, always start out like three days a week. Mm -hmm. And it's more so proving it to themselves that like, I can make it to a gym or where I'm going to work out at three days a week consistently. Um, I think sometimes you want it, you, I don't, I'd rather you hit three days a week for a quarter straight and you're like, wow, I made all these workouts. Mm -hmm. Then for you to try to, me to try to design you a five day split and then you're skipping workouts every week. And then it's like, you never really, we're not really ever getting you off the ground here. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think it's, it's finding time for people to kind of commit and kind of really be there for themselves. It doesn't have to be super long commitment. You don't need two hour workouts. Yeah. And, you know, it's 30 to 45 minutes will do you really well. Right. Yeah. What do you feel like most of your clients come to you for? Like the reason that they're seeking you out? I think most of my clients come to see me because they want to be stronger and healthier. I think that they find me as someone who creates space for them to be themselves. Um, you know, I'm a very open-minded person, so I have clients of all you know, sexualities and genders and political beliefs, and so they kind of get to show up and kind of be who they are, which is really important to me and to the, obviously to them, and focus on strength training. They want to get stronger. They want to lift weights. They want to get back into deadlifting or, or power cleaning or overhead pressing. Um, because sometimes people come to me and they'll say like, you know, Michael, I've been going to X, Y, and Z facility and it's been, you know, cardio rower, you know, 25 pound dumbbells. And like, and that stuff, again, that's, you know, those kind of workouts are nice too. But then people want to come to me because they want to do what they see me do on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people see me lift and they're like, I want to back squat or I want to front squat some more. I want to learn how to do what you're doing on your Instagram. Um, and, it's, and, it, and, it's, and it works. You know, people tell me like, Michael, how many days do you hit core? And I was like, well, I don't really ever right. hit <laughs> core. You know, like it's yeah. not like the secret to one. I think it's the six pack thing is super overrated. That is a pretty poor sign of fitness to me uh, in comparison to other things you could be looking at. Hmm. Um, but I was like, you know, what I do do is I squat two or three times a week and I do weighted carries and unilateral work. And every now and then I'll mix in like a total bar or hanging knee raise, but I don't have some kind of dedicated core day. Right. I feel like yeah. when I look at people's workouts, it's like biceps, back, 
core quads. And I'm like, (laughs) are you dead after those days? Like, imagine I'm picturing like an hour of just core. And like, that is my least favorite. When the coach is like, we're doing hollow holds and we're doing V-ups. I'm like, this is my least favorite Mm. thing right now. I can't imagine doing that as your whole workout. No, no. I don't have like a cardio and core day. It's like, no. Again, I have days where I do like sprint intervals on a rower and I might mix in a farmer's carry or yeah. I do like a bottoms up 90 degree carry. Um, I feel like core is like just always involved. Yeah. And like you said, like if you're, you're squatting, deadlifting, like pressing heavy, you're it getting it. It happens. It's so attached like, to you. Yeah. Like, I tell someone like, you know, I want you to do like, I love, I like to work out like kind of that hypertrophy range. Like that's six to 12 ish reps. And I'd say you show me someone that's going to load, let's say 65% of their one rep max on a front squat. And give me 10 reps and tell me that their core doesn't hurt. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like you don't have to do people like, oh, I did 100 push ups and 800 and 200 sit ups. I'm like, that's cool. Workout too. You know, again, body weight stuff is nice, but like some loaded front squats would blow your mind. And it won't take as long. Either. And it won't take, it won't take as long. It's shorter. You don't have to be on the ground for hours doing all of your sit ups. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Um, stuff. And I think people come to me because they learn, they want to learn stuff about that. Um, they want to get. And there's always people just miss being an athlete too. I mean, I like to do single leg stuff. I like to do like, you know, continuous box jumps. I like to have people do like banded broad jumps. Something makes them feel like an athlete again. Yeah. Like, um, and it's fun. And it's fun. I think sometimes people think the gym has to be this like super rough, you know, intense thing. It's like, you should be having fun. I mean, I think my sessions are when, when like we're laughing. Mm-hmm. We're working hard, right? Like this is true, but... We should be able to have some fun and then surprise yourself. Like, you know, I thought, you know, people, I think, say, for instance, like a box jump, I tell people all the time, I was like, it's really up here. Mm-hmm. It could be as small as like 12 inches or big as 30 inches. It's like, just tell yourself you can get up there, get up there. And you're like, oh my God, that's yeah. so funny. You know, it's like, it's it's fun. Yeah. Um, Which is very different than like, you know, you're running a mile and a half on a treadmill. You know, oh, like yeah. Both of those are workouts that are working, you know, kind of your lower extremities, but one of those is more fun than the other. Yeah, I agree. I think there's days of, you know, 30-minute cardio, zone two is is very big right now. Um, but I feel like my high school days of, like, hitting the elliptical for 45 minutes and then doing 12 different core exercises, like, that was so boring. Like, I want to hang on a bar and jump on a box and, like, lift this heavy weight and put this thing overhead. Like, you just feel so much more empowered. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, like, you know. You feel more empowered and you, f- I don't know, I like keeps you feeling young too. Mm-hmm. Like I love to think about like, like to this morning I did, uh, I do lateral jumps to like a boat on a BOSU ball with my socks, with my shoes off to kind of work on like, you know, kind of some ankle stability stuff. Um, like really focus on like ground contact. But I think a lot of times I'll work, I'll bring, I'll have runners who will come in and be like, Michael, I want to, I have, I'm having this ankle pain. I'm like, would well, you ever do anything that like actually works ankle stability or hip mobility? No. It's like, no. It's like, okay, so what? Yeah, I ask a lot of people, like, my first question for almost all of my intakes is always, you know, so tell me, what do you currently do? Mm-hmm. And I'll meet a runner who was like, you know, I run 15 to 20 miles. Sometimes I bump to 25 and I'm feeling good. I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. So where are we strength training? Well, I don't go as often when I do. I kind of, I deadlift and then do some bicep curls. And I'm like, well, do you do any kind of like hip flexor strengthening? Are you working on your mobility for your ankles at all? No. Okay, so this is why we have the shin splints. And this is why, like, our body, I feel like people, I tell you, like, you know, your body tells you what's, what it needs. Um, and, it and a lot of times it's it's quick. You know, I tell someone, um, people are like, I have good ankles. So I'm like, fantastic. I want you to get on one foot and I want you to bend over and do a single RDL for me on both sides. And I want you to tell me how that feels. And people are like, oh, I feel unbalanced. I'm like, well, we should, these are like things we should be working on. This should be a part of your program. You should still be running, and I'm not looking to cut your mileage down. Well, it might be. But, like, yeah, like, well, like not extremely. <laughs> not take it away. That's not going away. But just let's think about, like, let's have you just do some of this stuff. I mean, I can't, when I come to, when I was a client of Made to Move, um, I remember working with Kayla, and she was having me do, like, you know, just like standing on one foot and, like, passing the kettlebell around, which felt kind of fun. But I was like, oh, this is a fun way to, like, work my ankles without having to, like, I don't know be in some kind of weird position or something like that um, or having a band on my foot and like like looking to like a holding like a runner's pose like really getting some hip flexor strengthening in there um, that kind of stuff I like to build that kind of stuff into my programming with my clients I think they and I think they almost always love it 
Because mm-hmm. it feels like it feels, it's like applicable. Yeah. I think that's what people really want to see. They want to feel like, oh, like this translates directly to my sport. Yeah. It's like you could, you could say the same thing about bicep curls. Like, you, so you're a runner, you run 15 to 20 miles a week. And if I'm like, bicep curls are going to help your running ability, they're going to help your ankle mobility, that person would be like, hype. Let's do some bicep curls. We know that's not the case, but when you can relate it to their goal and you can make it applicable and, you know, get them to buy into it, it's like, oh, okay. Like you said before, like you just need a justification and like, hopefully it's accurate. And I think we're all trying to be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, I asked my coach, you know, today I, today I back squatted and I looked tomorrow and it says back squats. And I was like, Hey, I think this is wrong. And he was like, no, I need your legs to be better conditioned. You're doing some light back squats tomorrow. And I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, I, I get it. I just like, people want to know why they're doing it and yeah. how does it benefit them and their goals? Yeah. And I think, and I think that's a very fair ask for an athlete. You should be asking those questions. I mean, you, when I, when I send my program with my clients, I'm always on the phone with them or in person. We're like going through like, this is why your program is structured this way. Um, if you're at any fitness facility, they put a port, uh, worker on the board. You know, go up to the coach and be like, hey, you know, what is the desired stimulus today? Yeah. What is what are you looking for me? Is am I looking to be fatigued and like I'm gassed? You know, kind of give me where my where's my like, you know, RP gonna be at for the day with the weights? And if they can't answer that, you gotta figure out who you're working out with. And then you'd say, and then you could if you want to get broader, you'd say, Okay, uh the full way I've come to this gym every day for five days. I'm not, you know, explain to me kind of how you structured Monday through Wednesday versus Friday mm-hmm. and like do these make sense or are you just randomly slapping workouts together yeah. and this is how, I think that's how plateauing happens I think it's like because you're kind of doing a little bit of everything all the time with no like are you are you doing is your gym like hey you know guys you know over the next month we're gonna build to a heavy one rep max on squat so over the next four weeks your program's gonna have lower volume higher weight you know kind of and you know and we're, we're building to that each week or we're really looking to up our cardio for the summer. So we're going to try to get that VO2 max hit or a little bit higher, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, if there's nothing. Like methodical or intentional. Nothing, yeah, they're just like programming your workouts. It's like, okay, well. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. I think like what, what are you getting out of the stress that you're putting on your body? Because like there's a. I always like to say, like, your body doesn't know what movement you're doing. It doesn't know the name of the exercise. It doesn't know if you're doing an RDL or if a deadlift is written on the board. It just knows the stress. So make sure you're actually getting a benefit and the desired benefit. Like, you can have the same two, the same workout, and if one is, like, this is about strict strength and this one is about conditioning, I'm going to attack those completely different mm. and get something out of it. I think the best programs, like – looking at multiple weeks, like you can see it, you can know, you know, well, we've been working on back squats regularly. I can see that I did four sets of six and this week I did four sets of eight. I feel like, um, you know, if you look at a month of programming and you're like, what's going on first, I agree. Ask your coach. But then after that, like, yeah, it should be, it should make, it should track. It should be like, okay. Like my, I program, like my coach gives me four, four week cycles. And so, you know, I sit down at the end of the year with him and I said, you know, I wanted to hit this max on front squat, this mm-hmm. max on back squat. I want to be able to do this many handstand push-ups, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so making sure, okay, so are my are my Metcon days conditioning me to be able to do more volume in the same amount of time? Or is that, you know, I'm doing, I was last cycle I did, I think last cycle I did like 10, 8, 6, 4. And this cycle might do like 9, 9, 8, 7. So we're staying mm-hmm. in the same little range, but kind of, playing with the volume you're playing the percentages and so it's like oh like this is starting to tr- it's like makes sense how my program is built out and then also I tell people you know don't be afraid i think the gym is very humbling mm. uh can't, can't let ego get in the way there's sometimes where i get prescribed weights and i'm like i just miss that weight i just can't I just it's can't. not doing that it's just not doing yeah. that it's uh and that's okay it's okay to not always be uh hitting every single thing that's prescribed to you so listening to your body there's some days, like yesterday, I came and I lifted in here. I was supposed to do 285 for four on my final set of front squats. I only did one. And I was like, <laughs> I think that's enough. So I was like. I'm going to call it for the I'm day. I'm going to call it. I, just, I feel like I had been out 
all the you know that, pre- that weekend on the Fusky, and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna yeah. do I'm gonna do a drop set instead. I'm gonna do 285. I'm gonna drop it to 225. Then I'm gonna drop it to 135. I'm like get similar stimulus work on my on my legs, but not have to hit that heavy heavy weight. So um, make sure you have those kind of coaches, those kind of chats with your coaches. Like, hey, coach, you know, I wasn't able to hit this, but I think I'm gonna do this instead. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love personally. I love giving feedback. I feel like I treat my I we use Train Heroic. Um, my program. And so I, it's like my diary and like, I love, um, you know, we use it for our PT clients too. Just really helpful to see their feedback. I love when people write notes, like it's so helpful to you when someone's like, this was good. I'm like, what was good about it? Like, was it hard? Was it hard enough? Was it too easy? Like, tell me more about it. Cause then as a coach, you can make the right adjustments. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I love when someone's like, I, I really enjoy feedback up and down. If someone's like, Mike, this this was a little too easy. I think I can go heavy. This I'm was like, trash. I'm like, boom, <laughs> all right, I got you. You like this. Um, you know, or if you say, hey, based on my gym layout, this is tough for me to superset. Oh, perfect. I could totally mix that up, get this going. If you don't ever communicate that. Yeah. How are we supposed to know? Yeah. So make sure you are giving your coaches, you know, if you are going to uh, at Equinox and you're taking a group fitness class, go to the coach and be like, hey, you know, my goals for my fitness are here, you know. Is this class structure set up to help me reach those goals? And like, you know, let them have the conversation about it. You're paying all, I don't know, but you're paying all this money. I mean, you pay. You're paying for it. Hundreds of dollars a month, which is needing about thousands of dollars a year. You're investing in yourself to go to these gyms. The least you could do is begin what you want out of it. Yeah. Like, are you getting something out of it? And yeah, like getting something out of it looks different for everyone. But if you were to take that money and put it, and actually invest it into the stock market. If it went down, you're going to be like, what's going on? And like, yeah, I know, like some things change. But like over time, the trends show that things should be increasing. Yeah. And if over time you're looking at your progress in the gym and you're like, I'm getting injured, I'm not really enjoying it, I don't feel like I'm making progress, like you're investing all of that money, but you're not getting any return. Any of it. I tell my clients, you know, it's like you, you're, let's say you, you want to spend 150 bucks a month. So $800 a year goes to it. So I put $800 in cash on a table. You'd be, I'd be like, this is what you can spend in fitness. Somewhat. Then you got to put the money you can spend on shoes and supplements. Yes. <laughs> and then you got to put money you put on clothes. And then you put the money. Then I like to put tell people in my mind how I think about my time is what a, what the dollar value assigned to an hour of your time mm. is also on that opportunity cost. A lot of times your gym investment is five, seven, eight grand a year and what you are truly dedicating to fitness. So if I told you if I'd give you $8,000 and look at it, you'd be like, well, that's a lot of money. Like, I got to really be careful with what I put that money in. Well, make sure you're doing that with your gym. Make sure you're asking people like, hey, hey, is this working? You know, save. And it's even higher if you're a personal trainer or you have a personal trainer, you're, spending, you're probably spending hundreds of month on this service. So it's like, okay, this got to be, this needs to work. Yeah. And I think that also like kind of puts it back in their hands. Like there's so many things that they need to be doing outside of the workout to get the benefit, like to get the value of the investment. If you're just going to the workouts and like sometimes that's all you can do, but you're not sleeping, you're not eating, you're not drinking enough water, not eating enough protein, you know, your mental health is really struggling and you're like pissed. Okay. Well, there's some things that are in your control here too. But I think what's cool is like, if you take a generally like, kind of healthy person, maybe untrained, they're, they're sleeping okay, they're eating okay, and like work and life is okay. And you give them a solid program, they're going to improve. Oh, yeah. Like it's kind of like, the, it's not rocket science it anymore. Kinda, like we have it figured out. Yeah, it kind of just happens. And if you do it and you're consistent with it. Yeah. Um, and consistency, I think, is, is huge. Consistently showing up and then doing all the behaviors outside of the gym, I think, is, is paramount. I think you, you do all those things and the results just like happen. You don't even have to think about it. Like you follow your program because you, you talk to your coach, you guys are on the same page, you have a good program. Because I feel like what's happened before, I've had clients um, say that have happened in the past, and tell my, my clients this too, it's like, you could have the best program in the world designed mm-hmm. by two PhDs, and you could have a RD designing your meal plan and the chef cooking you the food. And you could have a $4,000 mattress at home to help you restore return to sleep. You could have the <laughs> Apple Watch and your Whoop on both hands yeah. um, and tracking every single data point you could possibly need. If you aren't doing the work, if you aren't eating the food, going to sleep, drinking the water, and doing the workouts and putting your know, best foot forward, 
though all this is all it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah you know i think yeah the consistency is huge like the program is huge but it is hard like it's not i think it's it's simple it's not easy like we know what to do to make progress but that doesn't always translate into doing it when we have so many other you know things to juggle and i think if it is this is what i think helps me with the gym i know some people might found this mindset to be tough or to be um something they'd have to play with themselves but i think what helps me is i do the gym like work so you know i have, I have a job uh i have to train clients monday through friday i wouldn't just wake up on tuesday and be like ah oh, i can't make it to work today maybe i do maybe i say like, oh, tuesday i can't make it you know what cancel my client meetings move everybody to wednesday it's like okay i could probably get away with that for a week or two i couldn't cancel on work three days in a row um, so actually the gym is a non-negotiable part of my day. Yeah. I mean, come hell or hot water, it's going to happen. If that has to happen at, for me, I found for me, that's 5 a.m., 5.30 is when I can get it in. It can most consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, for someone, I was sitting down with a client earlier today. She was like, you know, 8 p.m. is her best time to get a workout in. I'm like, awesome. Let's you know, do it. Let's do it. If that works for you, yeah. that works for you. Um just finding out that finding that time that's gonna be most consistent for you, and then just just doing it. Just like, I don't care if you're tired, not motivated. Yeah, just show up. Just gotta get in there. Um, that's such a good. I like that. I think like because we we view things like work, like that, and like yes, like work is for you and it makes you money and it allows you to live. But like this thing that we could do to improve our mental and physical health, we view as an option. And I'm like, if you view the job that you might not even like as non-negotiable that doesn't even fulfill you, but yet you're viewing this amazing thing that you could do for yourself as an option. Like what are your, what are your priorities? Yeah. And you could do, I mean, you, and, you, and the gym is fun. You can go with your friends, you can go by yourself. Um, and I think I will say thing that helps is having people in your life who, who want to live that lifestyle or who do live that lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Um, I think is. Cause to me, you know, it's like when I go on vacation with my buddies, for instance, like almost all of my guy friends lift or have some form of physical activity. Mm-hmm. So I have no doubt in my mind that they want to go to the gym and they want to work out. They want to be active when we're on this trip. Um, and so I remember my friend Nick visited me in Charleston and he got here. We got back to my house and caught up for a little bit. He was like, all right, it's like, it's going to work out in. Yeah. You know, just like, and it's like, you know, it's just like, oh, this is just a part of my life. This is what we do. And once you, yeah. once you get used to it, it becomes like so easy. I think sometimes what happens is you're surrounded, if you're surrounded by folks who don't do any particular activity, like let's say um, you're surrounded by people who smoke. Everyone you hang out with smokes. And you're like, it's be, you'd be reasonable. It's not unreasonable. Like, oh, you might smoke some yourself because like everyone around you, everyone you associate with does it. So if you, if you might have in your network of people who are like, you know what? Me and my partner put it on a calendar once we were always going to do a 30-minute walk. Like start somewhere simple. It had to be some kind of gym. You're like, 30-minute walk. We're always going to have that time on the calendar together. That works. So your friends are like, once we meet my friends and I, instead of happy hour, we decide to like go to the gym and left for 30 minutes or an hour. And make happy hour the, make the, happy hour the present. You know, like, not that, you, not that you have to earn any of that stuff. Because it's like, it's weird. Sometimes like you try to be like on both sides of the coin. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to earn your sweets or own your fat and all that stuff. But it's like... Treat it as some kind of like, you know, I really worked hard today. I crushed my actual job. I got a good sweat in, you know. So if I want to get two slices of bacon on my burger, I'm going to get the fucking two slices of bacon on my burger. Like, did I hit my non-negotiables? Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do people find you and what's the best way for people to start working with you? um, Best way people to find work with me would be to Instagram. So Instagram is at MikeSamFitness. or you can you know, just DM me there. You can also email me at MikeSamFitness at gmail.com. So M-I-K-E-S-A-M-F-I-T-N-E-S-S at gmail.com. And yeah, I'm happy to work with you. Um, I train out of Made to Move Physical Therapy on Daniel Island. So if you are in the area, please just pop by. Love it. Last question. What do most people not know about you? I am someone that I think really values alone silence me time. Hell yeah. And I think that that's something that people 
who even people who know me well or like think like don't sometimes fully grasp what that looks like. like there are a lot of times where I like to be in social settings and not say anything. So I just just chill, or just listen. I really like to listen. Um, I, I love to talk, obviously, and like I'm a pretty extroverted person. But I really like my me time and like silence. Like a lot of times when I go home, I don't play music. I listen to I just sit in silence. Yes, it's so nice. Um, I walk in now, you know, you, you cohabitate. And there's just sports blaring. And I'm like, oh, you got to turn it. Or Jeopardy. We're in, we're doing Jeopardy now. And it's so fun. But I'm like, I cannot listen to this person yelling yeah. about trivia. Like when I work alone or somewhere, like I'm not a coffee shop guy. Like I really like mm. silence. Nice. Um, I can work out, out, excluding like some heavy lifts or like insane cardio workout. I can hit a five by five just... In just in silence just heavy breathing just heavy breathing like just that, like uh... really like just good pop or like maybe music on low but I don't necessarily need always like blaring non-stop music in my ears like no but I can I can hit a strong cleans with just me there you go love it well thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me this was fun Thanks for tuning in to the Healthy Charleston podcast. If you're looking to connect with Mike Sam or reserve your spot for our upcoming youth athlete panel, check out the links in the show notes. Otherwise, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and have a great week.